founder Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. Today, we're going to be exploring the realms of the mystical and the beyond. We're especially going to be taking a look at what it's like to experience the unexplainable and then. How do you even process something like that? I often share in my own story how my spiritual awakening was not something I really sought out. Instead, it was an interesting transformation that took place overnight. I wish some days that I could be a fly on the wall and re-experience that day and look again at how things played out and how I got to where I am now. Not only that, but with each passing day, I definitely feel more and more drawn to unlocking the mysteries of my own soul's galactic history as it seems to consistently call me. So, I mean, really talk about grasping that with the logical mind. So yet with all of this, all the things I've experienced, the unexplainable, I find myself at moments wanting the, you know, the logical mind wants to make sense of things. And I often reflect on how did I get here? This is crazy, right? And you know, how, how, you know, we want our mind wants to formulate easy to digest answers <laughs> to these things that sometimes just seem unexplainable. There's that part that also of myself that, you know, I just know. It's this feeling, especially when you do go through an unexplainable circumstance that's undeniable. There's just this knowing that you know what you experienced and and that it's real. But at times, this also can be hard for others to accept, as, as mentioned, let alone our logical mind. So my special guest today is Isabel Maxwell, and she is a leading spiritual coach in psychic and mediumship development. She works with students across the globe to show them how to access their own unique psychic and mediumship abilities. She brings deep channeled knowledge and personal understanding into the field of spirituality. She has helped people connect to their authentic, natural, intuitive abilities for over 15 years. She is the founder of an award-winning intuitive development program called The Sage Method, and she is the author of best-selling book, Cracking Open, Adventures of a Relaxed medium and the creator of a popular online community, the Sage Circle. So Isabel, thank you so much for joining me here today. I am really looking forward to our conversation together. I can so relate. You know, when I when I saw you talk about going from skeptic to seer, I feel like 
I really, you know, it, it really hit home. And I think that there are other people that this subject will definitely hit home for too as well. But before we go in too deep, I definitely want to learn more about you. I would love to hear like, where are you from? What do you do for fun? Tell me, <laughs> tell me more about yourself. And yeah, let's maybe start there. I love that question because where I'm from, I mean, I'm from kind of all over the United States because I'm, I'm a traveler and I'm, I was for a long time, I was a nomad. So I did grow up in Minneapolis, loved that very much. So, um, spent some time in South Carolina, raised my kids in new England, and now I'm in Colorado. So I'm kind of all over the place, uh, a bit of an adventure, I guess you could say. And um, but I do love it here because there's a lot of sunshine, and that works for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, awesome! That's it. And so now living in Colorado, I mean, what do you enjoy doing? Are you are you a mountain person, or hiking, or just sitting, meditating? You know, in nature. Yes, all of the above. I. People here are very, um, they're very laid back. And a lot of people here very much are like choosing peace and happiness. And that's my groove. You know, I was, I was fast paced for a lot of the first years. And I'm, 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 I don't know if I'm walking down a stereotype line or something, but I am, I'm at that point where I'm like, you know, I could have some peace. There's nothing like waking up and seeing mountains out your window and just, you know, a deer walking through the field. And I get that now. Like I grew up in the city. I've spent most of my life in the city. I'm a city girl who has landed in this peaceful little spot and I love it. It's really easy here to relax and go inward and just be in that kind of meditative state. I love it. Oh my gosh. So it's a big one on my list to go out there. Mm -hmm. And in the last week, my husband and I I think we're going to finally plan a trip to go out that area um, by, you know, Denver and just kind of explore all all of the mountains. I was like over, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. See, I guess there's redwoods out there um, at a particular place that you can go to. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to explore all that. I'm excited probably in May. Yeah. This year. So that's the perfect time to come out here. Yeah. It is. Everything is opening up and yeah, it's really, it's really wild. You just, there's just a a deer or an elk that just walks by or, you know, some animal walks by and you're like, okay, there it is. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I can't wait. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about you. Um, Okay, so as I said in this, in my intro, like we're going to explore sort of this concept of what it feels like to go through some of these unexplainable and mystery, you know, mysterious experiences. And then, you know, what do you do with that? (laughs) This whole idea of going from skeptic to seer. And I think sometimes often in the spiritual community, maybe people think that, you know, for those of us that believe it, we just always were kind of that way and gravitated towards that. And I was not at all that person, which is why I'm so excited about your story. So 
please, can you share with us, like, what was that pivotal moment for you? And you're, and you're, you're right, too. It's that when you look at somebody who's far along on their spiritual path, you can tend to think that it's always been that way. Uh, but for me, it was um, it was really bizarre. I um I, I feel now like I'm the poster child for if I can do it, anyone can do it kind of thing. Uh, when it comes to intuition and walking a spiritual path, I was up until the age of 32, I was a skeptic. I wouldn't say that I was trying to prove anything wrong. I just didn't have any time or space in my life for religion or spirituality or anything like that. Um, I have a degree in mathematics, a minor in chemistry from college. I, I am so far away from anything spiritual. And I was 32 and my grandmother was in Minnesota. I was in New Hampshire. So a couple, I think it's like 2000 miles apart, somewhere around there. And I was fortunate enough to be on the phone with my family who was in hospice when she did pass, but I couldn't be there. Yeah. And so she passed and I hung up the phone and I, I remember coming out into my living room. And again, I've never had any spiritual experiences. That stuff's not real. All of it's frauds. Like it, it just wasn't in my realm. And my family ran to the grocery store to get some, you know, the comfort food. And I was like, that's sweet. Thank you. It was the middle of the afternoon. I was alone in my living room and I was trying to decide, do I like fall apart on my couch or do I book an airline ticket? I didn't know what to do because my grandmother was my mom. Yeah, really. And I just couldn't get out there to be there. And um, next thing I know, she was standing in front of me and it was so um, there was some fear. Yeah, there was some fear and shock and fright. Uh, because it wasn't off to the side. It was the middle of the day. I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. It, I was standing up in my living room and she was about 70% solid. So it it wasn't even something that I could be like, oh, maybe yeah. or maybe not. It was, so I remember I jumped back because I was so frightened. And I remember yelling something out at her, like, don't do that again. Like I, it was something awkward. Yeah. And then I just sat there sort of stunned while I instantly went back into, I'm not telling anybody this. They're going to think I'm crazy. This is because that's the circles that I was in. And I went to bed, woke up the next morning. And my uh, husband at the time said, you know, I had, I didn't even tell him. He said, I had the weirdest dream. Your grandmother came, it was in a dream, (gasps) but it was really realistic. And then he described what she was wearing to a T which was what she was wearing when she showed up in the living room the day before. And I got spooked. I was, it was spooky. It was just frightening. And I I said, okay, all right. Okay. So I laugh now, but I approached it like, okay, I'm going to scientifically approach this and I'm going to prove that it's real or not real. And honestly, if I had to be direct about what I was really going through, i I think it was my grief that said, if this is possible, I want it. Mm. And so I started to explore. I met a Tai Chi instructor, which was the closest thing I knew to anyone spiritual. And he helped me with yes and no intuition. And then I started to connect with her more. And then she started to give me proof that I, I just couldn't deny or write off. And I said, okay, this is it. This is real. 
And I stepped forward and I started to train and, you know, with a guide, I know that sounds bizarre for some people and it was really bizarre for me. I'm like, I'm talking to an invisible person (laughs) who's teaching this stuff. And anyone that knows this would think I'm absolutely crazy. Um, And I learned and I opened my intuition and the proof just kept coming. And then I started meeting with people. And now here I am today teaching other people how to open their intuition. Mm. It was, it was a wild ride. That's incredible. That is incredible. So, you know, one of my stories was I actually from a very young age was experiencing something where I would have like a nightly visitor, but I, I didn't know. And I mean, I know, uh, you mentioned you kind of were shut off from anything. I was actually raised in a religiously abusive home, but even at that, like there's no beliefs in ghosts, you die, you go to heaven or hell, you know, there's no, so it's like, if I would have opened up to something like that, it would be like, oh, there's a demon visiting you every night would have been my mother's perspective. And so, it was, it happened all my life. And when I got married, um, my husband was used to pretty much two, three times a week, me waking up screaming bloody murder at this presence that was regularly there. And what was so interesting is there was a time in my life, which actually was five years prior to my awakening. So even with this realization, I still was like, no, 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 you know, I'm not totally quite there yet. But I ended up actually seeing a complete face and I didn't offhand know who it was. And one day just scrolling on social media, an aunt who I'm not in contact with shared a picture of my grandfather who had died. And my family, they don't connect with each other. So I didn't even know if my grandfather ever met me. And come to find out, my dad said he did know me till I was like two or three. So he's been watching over me all my life. I ended up going to a psychic medium who in five minutes called him out by name, identified him. And it was like, after that point, I've never, he's not showed up anymore. It was like just wanting to know who he was and his presence. And then it was just like, that was it. He, he was happy. And sometimes I'll lay in bed and I'll, I'll just like distinctly remember what that energy felt like, you know, it's like, you don't even know, you know, but it's like, you know, when there's a presence in the room with you, you know, and yes. for now for it to be not there, it's like, I even, it's almost more affirming, but yeah. So I, you know, it's just, it's very, it's very interesting. And yeah, it, it, it's a journey to sort of open up to these things and, you know, to even go through that. And like you said, want to, where's the logic, you know, where, yes. where, how do I just, dis- where's the proof? Yes. How do I make myself okay with this? And thank you for sharing your story is perfect because it's so different for everyone. Yeah. And I your story because it aligns with so many people as well. Now I had the skepticism, but I didn't also have 
that kind of abusive religion layer on top, which can make it even more difficult because not only are you trying to figure out if what's happening to you is really happening to you, but it's tainted with all of this demonic, you know, verbiage. And it's, it's brought about as something so scary. And I've seen that with so many of my students and so many of my circle members is that they're trying to kind of process through that. And for me, you know, it wasn't the religious piece, but it was the judgment piece. Mm. I was in that environment of it's important what people think to you or think about you. What do you drive? How successful are you? Like, that's that thing that I was raised. And I'm literally calling it a thing. That's the thing (laughs) I was raised. Right. I'm out of that thing now. I'm so glad. But everyone's got those challenges and it's, it's not always easy to open up and it can be quite the journey. It really, and I'm so glad you saw his photo and then you were able to move forward. I mean, I, I went to a therapist for over two years through that process, because when you go from believing that you lock the door at night and nobody can get in to all of a sudden realizing anyone could get in anytime they want anywhere. And I felt so helpless and, and scared really. Like, I don't know what this is. I've now proven it's real. Great. What does that mean? Right. (laughs) So now you're like, (laughs) okay, it's really, I, I, I remember joking to myself about way to go, Bo, like good for you for proving that what, you know, goes bump in the night exists. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now that exists. So now I have to figure out what this is only to find out that a lot of that fear-based stuff is exactly that fear-based, yeah. you know, control tactics, things like that. And it's just, it's just not the case. I'm just so grateful for the photo for you, for the psychic medium. And your grandfather was like, I, I am going to let her know <laughs> yeah. this is how this is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I love how you tied in the fear piece. And that kind of leads me to my next question. And I'm curious, I love how you help people to connect with their, their intuition and into these things. What a wonderful gift to have somebody that can be there and support you through all of those, you know, questions and things, you know, that go through your mind. I'm curious though, if you had to, if you had to pinpoint it to something specific, would you say that there's a common theme that um, contributes to our disbelief or our limitation in our willingness to accept these, these realms of possibility. Absolutely. I do believe it's, uh, nature nurture. Okay. Uh, A couple other things that I, uh, that I believe very strongly. I, at this point I've been teaching others since 2007, 2008. So, so many, many years, Um, and I, it's also, I'm very excited. I, I'm excited about my job. I love my job because I teach people all over the country, which means I teach people in all different, um, types yeah. of spiritual paths, which has been so amazing, right. To kind of all find the commonality and the love underneath all of those. It's been really interesting. So the common pieces that I have found is that, intuition is not a gift. I know that's hard uh, because I know a lot of people are used to saying, oh, you have a gift. The fact is 
the, the bottom line fact is that we all have a gift. Intuition is completely natural, but we were raised in a society and in a culture, and this is all most of the globe, not all of it. I found areas that I was like, I should move there because that's great. <laughs> um, but most of the globe is um, really kind of has made this decision as a culture that that's not possible. Because if you think about this on a deeper level, if we raise every child to know that their sixth sense is not only strong, but equally as strong as everyone else's and that you can use it for your own internal guidance. Well, that takes away the ability for other people to guide that child in the direction that they want to guide that child. Correct. Mm. So there's a lot of that that's happening around the globe and it's, it's, that's shifting and that's changing. So I do believe in nature and nurture. I do believe that every single person's intuition is already very strong. It's just been covered. So my approach is a little bit different. And I think it's why the sage method is so successful. It's that when we realize it's already inside, it's just a matter of uncovering some of the things that we've kind of been taught to, to cover up with. And then it starts to, people start to be able to use it and trust it and rely on it. It, it's a very powerful thing, but if you don't want someone using something, you'll make it a scary option. Yeah. Oh, such wise words you shared. And yeah, that piece of, if you, you know, if you're, if you're allowing people and like you said, children to be raised to understand their potential and trust their own inner guidance. Yeah. It's like, you're losing that out external control method. Um, yeah. And I loved you answered actually my next question I had for you. And I just want to take a point to like elaborate on it is that, in my work, working with people who, you know, I'm a human design reader and work with astrology yes. and things. I love that. <laughs> things like that. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. And so in that piece, one of the questions I get often is, like you said, people say, am I intuitive? You know, and I love that you pointed out, yes, yes, we all are intuitive. We all have these capabilities. And I look at it almost like a muscle. I know when I first started down that journey, I'm my strongest gift is being clairaudient. And so I would get like one word heard, you know, and I had to grow like you shared your story with learning yes, no intuitive based questions and things. You know, I had to learn to trust that inner guidance. And eventually that one word turned into a whole voice um, that guides me and I've learned Mm -hmm. to, you know, trust in. Um, But yeah, I love how you bring attention to the fact that yes, we all are intuitive and we all all have um, these abilities. So what would you say for the person listening to this and is like, what? I could be intuitive? Tell me more. You know, is there a first step or what guidance would you give to that person to help get them started? If I could just give two quick tools that people can use immediately, that would make me so happy because I feel like if I could just tell everybody in the world these tools, then they could start using them right away. Um, But I just want to throw out and, and kind of second what you're saying is that being able to realize that 
everyone's, so we are all, we all have the intuitive gift, right? So it is a gift, but it's a gift that everyone has. And when people accept and embrace the, the fact that everyone's intuition flows differently, that's a block that a lot of people run into because they'll see another intuitive and they'll expect, oh, it should look like that. And then they try it and it doesn't work. So then they equate that with it not working. That completely makes sense. Like for me as a reader, I see I'm very visual. So I might say something like, oh, I'm seeing an apple and that means this and this. And so people can, I I completely deeply respect this, how someone can hear that and think that I'm looking at like a, a movie, movie screen vision of an apple, yeah. right? But the truth is, I see kind of an outline in a faded gray shape, but I also know it's an apple. Yeah. So when I describe it that way, people go, well, now that you say that, yeah. okay, okay. So I shouldn't be expecting something to just show up in such vivid multicolor yeah. detail. Exactly. Yeah. And also some people smell, some people um can pick things up quickly. Some people have to sit with something for a while. Some people can hold objects Some people can't. So you really have to explore a lot of different ways. But the two tools that I tell people um, to start to play around with as soon as you can, the first one is a defocus. Okay. When we, when we grasp onto the concept that that which you're looking for intuitively is not in the material world, when what you're looking for is in between the solid, in between the molecules, it starts to open up doors. And I and I really kind of hope you try this maybe with your grandfather too, yeah. because I kind of feel like he's probably still around every now and then. And maybe <laughs> if you can do the deep focus exercise, you might pick him up. The way that I ex- explain this is by an example. We have all seen something out of the corner of our eye, and then we turn to look and it's gone. This is because out of the corner of your eye, it's a state of being defocused. Your peripheral is not in focus. You turn and look and you are sharply focusing in on the door, the wall, the table, the chair. Yeah. You are, ex- you're exploring the material world, trying to see what's there, yeah. but what's there is not solid. So give yourself time and space to sit like four or five feet away from a blank wall and let your gaze fall right in between you and the wall. Let yourself defocus and relax for people in my age category. You know, it's like that painting that you could stare at and it would turn into something else. I don't remember what that was called, but, um, but just relax your gaze and then stay open to all five of your senses, possibly giving you a signal or a sign or a message. It's, it's knowing that what we're looking for is not sitting at, it's not the chair, it's not the table, it's not the physical person. Once you approach it in that manner, it's almost like it's way easier to start seeing, feeling and hearing things. And then the other thing is people uh, really aren't taught to take care of their energetic body. Mm. And I tell people it's a technique called GCP. I've been teaching it for a long number of years. Uh, grounding yourself, clearing yourself, and then protecting yourself. Grounding into Mother Earth. It's the typical grounding that we all know how to do. Yeah. Just anchor yourself into Mother Earth. Clearing, just imagine an element clearing out everyone's baggage that you're carrying, right? Yeah. And then protecting yourself, putting up a bubble that's like a filter that says, if it's not mine to carry, 
Don't let it in here. If I, if it is mine, if it's part of my path, let it come on in. But if it's not part of my path, keep it out. When we do that, the clarity that comes in our life is amazing. I tell people do it for a week, twice a day, once in the morning, once at night, takes 30 seconds. You could just picture it. Imagine it. Yeah. It's not even intuition. It's just imagine it, set the intent and do it for a week and see how things change. Mm. See how the negative people at work stop like migrating to you to complain. See how like, you know, the things that you actually wanted to start coming into your life, start coming into your life faster because you're just one giant magnet. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're listening, if it's one of your listeners, they're not only a giant magnet, but they're compassionate and caring, (laughs) (laughs) right? And so you get compassionate, caring, wanting to help, and you're a giant magnet. You kind of carry around a lot of people's heaviness and emotions at times, and it's okay to let those go and just have your space. It will bring clarity. Mm, That's such good guidance. I love it. And I loved how you talked about the exercise on how to kind of defocus. Um, and when you were when you were sharing this, I was I was reflecting on one of the things um, since my awakening. I ended up experiencing a spontaneous awakening. Ultimately, that's when things in my life shifted. And one of the things afterwards that I I regularly enjoy and find myself doing is is just sitting outside with a new appreciation for all of our senses um yeah yeah, so i loved when you were talking about that and how you kind of open up to other potentials and things and connecting to those different senses and you know because they all are related to the different Claire gifts. So yeah, I love it. They really are. The, the intuition is the sixth sense that uses the other five. Okay. So if you think about it that way, it does go through your nervous system to trigger one of your other five senses and it uses that. Um, And I want to throw out there too. I know this is jumping a little bit, but something you just said got me thinking about how when you talked about your spiritual waking and how your life was shifting as well, I, I, I always invite individuals who have opened to look back at that time of opening. And I bet you can also equate personal growth at that time as well in your human life, because that's the clutter. Yeah. The clutter is the, uh, my clutter was, you got to be the best. You have to achieve. What do people think? You got to have a nice car. Like that was my human clutter. We all have it. When we grow as a person, when we start to do that inner work and start to let some of that clutter go, our intuition starts to open. And a lot of times people will look back and go, yeah, yeah, that was the case. Hmm." So interesting. And it lines up. Yeah. I, I, so my awakening was on a solar eclipse, which was really interesting. Um, I would say maybe a month prior, I did experience something in my career. I was very yang driven, um, you know, accomplishing, um, keeping myself busy because it was like my source of validation and sense of self based off of my upbringing and groomed to provide and, and care, um, make everybody happy. And so that's people please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I reached out a, you know, I was had my own business for 10 years in the wedding industry and, you know, I got one bad 
um, comments in my whole career. And it kind of like sent me on a spiral because it showed my poor intentions and why I was working so hard. And, and so that moment kind of allowed, like pushed me to think, why am I here? Do I want to keep doing this? And then it just was like a month that was a blur. And then the eclipse happen and overnight it just was like the veil was lifted and yeah it was you couldn't have given a better example the the other thing that i teach is to is to find awareness which can be uncomfortable yeah. and that's what i'm hearing you saying is that there was a trigger yeah. and it caused you to take a look yeah. you took a step back to like observe yourself and gain some awareness around what's happening for you because you saw something wasn't working and that awareness can be, you know, tough. Yeah. Right. But I tell people, once you have awareness, you're like, right on the, you're like, you're so close. <laughs> Just keep pushing through it. Cause once you get the awareness, that's the majority of the battle. And that's, that's opening up your intuitive channel. Yeah. So yes, it is. I do agree. It's like a muscle that the more you use it, the more you feel what it feels like to use it and you can trust how to use it. But uncovering it at the same time is massively powerful, massively powerful. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. Oh, so good. Um, so a couple other questions um, that kind of I was curious about is, and one in particular, I know you brought up the topic of guides. Um, and I love that, you know, I've, that was something early on in my journey um, that came up. Uh, I know for myself, Archangel Michael is a primary guide. And I did an Akashic record reading and the reader said, Archangel Michael is saying that you need to connect with him and do this or that, something about blue flame. And she's like, I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> and it was, mm -hmm. it was very accurate. Um, and has, you know, ha I've had multiple affirmations since. So, um, now, you know, do you have for anybody listening? Um, because I think it's, I personally believe that we do have this support system that we can sort of call on and connect with. And so, especially when, you know, once again, we are, we're talking about going from that skeptical mind. And I know also a part of my journey was like, even after that, it's like, I kept going around saying, I, I'm not crazy, but you know, like every story, crazy, right? like every mm -hmm. story had that disclaimer attached somewhere in the beginning, middle or end, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm feeling like maybe it connecting with the, this, this help, this, you know, extra team um, could be beneficial for those of us that are curious, but still kind of got our toe, you know, like testing the water. So can you share how would, is this, does this resonate with you? And if so, how can people start to explore or connect their guy with their guides or is that a service or something you offer or know how you can help with it is it's it's all part of uh, really it's intertwined throughout a lot of my teachings okay. because 
it's such a big part of our journey. Now, so we all have a spiritual team. We all have spiritual guides. There is no solid number or type or how many you have at any point, right? They can come and go in different parts of your life that you need. Now, with that said, someone can come down to earth with the intent of never really opening up spiritually their entire life, never paying attention to their team. Their team's still going to be working for them. Mm. And and here's here's the thing that I really love to say about this. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Right? Yeah. So this whole, like, this is the only way I'm really not a fan of. So there are people that come down here with the set intent to have this incredible life that just doesn't include that. Mm -hmm. But for those of us that open up and it is our intent in our lifetime to open up and start becoming aware, becoming aware of your spiritual guides is really, really a good, 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 good plan. Because to have that guidance can make things a lot easier um, there are a couple of core teachings that I tell people about spiritual guides. Not all of our spiritual guides are people that were here in life, but passed and crossed over. Although that is possible. My grandmother was a guide for me for a while. A lot of guides that people have in general are part of their soul group on the other side, but just didn't come down into this, you know, lifetime, but they stayed back to watch over us. And they might be named Earl, right? It's not <laughs> as pretty and fancy as sometimes the movies make it. Yeah. You know, I have a guy named Manny and he nags me. So like <laughs> I, it's not always pretty, but, um, and then there are the occasion where we do get somebody that energetically we're aware of and we can relate to in our like so Archangel Michael makes sense to me that you would be working with him I've seen him work with people in the blue flame and the sword and the in the empowerment piece and so a lot of people do work and then people will think well am I crazy like is this weird yeah it's it's not um and you're actually part of a secret club that you didn't even know that there's like all these people that are that he's specifically going okay you need empowerment you need strength yeah. i'm working with you i'm working with you we as humans think in terms of limitations mm-hmm. and we as humans think in terms of quantity and ability right and that can that can kind of block us understanding how guides work but what i will say that the one teaching tool that has helped people the most well two The first one is, unfortunately, you have to be patient. And I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't that way. I am an extremely impatient person. I was frustrated as I'll get out myself. But the but the other piece is how you approach connecting with your guides makes all the difference. And I learned this the hard way myself. Approach the guides as you wanting to be part of the team. That opens the door. Because when you approach it like I did. In the very beginning, I remember being home going, wait a minute, I have access to a spirit guide. (gasps) He has all the answers. And I remember running back out to go meet with him because I thought I had to meet with him in a certain spot back then because I didn't know much. Um, But I remember traveling to go see him again. And I was sitting there and I connected with him again. And I was like, okay, what are my kids going to do when they grow up? How much longer am I going to live in this house? When am I going to get a new car? I started throwing out all these like psychic fair neon psychic sign questions right like and he was fun he looked right at me and he goes dad those are stupid questions (laughs) and I was like excuse me and he was just lovingly like come on ask me a better question and that's when I realized our guides aren't there 
to be like, put the coin in us and you'll get the answer. Our guides have a job. They're not in the human world of emotions and linear time. They want to get you from A to B. So the second you say to them, what is it that you want me to know that would be helpful? Doors open. They just, they go, glad you asked. My favorite analogy is guides are like teachers in the teacher's lounge. And we're the student outside the teacher lounge pounding on the door (laughs) going, when do I get to call her next? Right. And your guides are like, dude, we're trying to work. So if you could just but if you ask questions in regards to how can I help you help me, yeah, then then the doors start to open and you start to get communication. Also, it takes a while to establish it. And the, the other piece of that is commitment. Yeah. You got to commit to it yeah. five minutes a day in your car during your commute. If you don't commute while you're brushing your teeth, it doesn't matter. They're not fancy. Yeah daily. Yeah. Just talk to them daily, even if it's a one-way conversation. I love it. Uh, yeah. And it's so funny. I'm wondering if your guides know my guides, because when you talked about like (laughs) that attitude, I definitely have had some snarky guidance as well. Sometimes, um, that's very like in your face, like, (laughs) yeah. And I'm like, Oh, well, okay then. Thank you. I see you. But I laugh at it too, because it's like one of my journeys has been building confidence and, you know, empowerment. So it's like having a guide that's like a little bit pointed and snarky. um, It brings out more of because like my I'm my uh, sun sign is Aries. And like one of the things I've embodying coming into is that expression. So I, I, I like the, I like the, the engagement now at first I was, I got quite a kick out of it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the first time he said that was a stupid question. I looked at him like, well, aren't you supposed to be kind and loving and all light and floofy? And he was like, no, I'm supposed to be helping you and you're being stubborn. Me? No, of course I am. <laughs> I think too that it's like part of the whole experience is the journey, you know, and I think sometimes we assume and we think it would be great to go from here to there all the time. But it's like, yeah. I, I feel like if we honestly, truly experienced that in our life, that it would feel lackluster and that it wouldn't. Yeah it wouldn't make us feel as vibrant and alive and appreciative and grateful and, you know, exactly. wisdom. There's so much in the journey. Um, so yeah, it's like you said, like, you know, what questions you ask and, and, you know, we want to have that access to all the answers, but really, really, should we, we, do we, <laughs> yeah. Should we, do we, <laughs> Because I know I would make an absolute mess of my life if I knew it all. I do. Well, can you get lottery tickets? If I got lottery tickets, hun, I would be on a boat in the middle of the Caribbean. You'd never find me again. And then I'm not out here helping people with their intuition. There you go. So, you know, I, it's it, you, you're right. It definitely gives you yeah. the appreciation. Yeah. It absolutely does. Yeah. Uh. 
Well, I'm glad you're not in a boat out in the Caribbean and that you are <laughs> helping people. I'm sure there are so many souls grateful. So that being said, how can, let's talk a little bit more about how you work with your clients, how they can find you or connect with you. I have, I, I do a really good job at keeping everything at one location. It's the website, the sage method, T H E S A G E method.com. Okay. And I tell people go there and look around because there is a free course that goes deeper into some of the things I talked about today. It's, it's, it's a me free course. It's not like a small one. It's substantial. And I've been using that for 15 years now with people. And then that'll start to give you a feel where you can start right away exploring your intuition. If you want to jump in further, there's uh, the Sage community, which is an online spiritual community, which is very meaningful to me. It's where I connect with people kind of behind the scenes and we do a lot of different uh, stuff. But the most important thing about that is I didn't have anyone that I could go to when I first opened up. Yeah. And now that's, that's my heart. That's my community is if you don't have someone to say, this might sound weird, but <laughs> right. This is where you can say it. And this is where you're going to be loved unconditionally for exactly who you are and what you're doing. All paths welcome. Um, and then the Sage Method is the seven week intuitive development course. And it's, it's a bit intensive. Um, but if you're ready, that's the one that you go into. So, and that's pretty much a lot of what you and I've been talking yeah. about, you know, the, the clutter and the inner work and yet all the tools with the guides and such as well. So all of that's there. I tell people go with your intuition, right? Yeah. 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 Go with your gut. What are you pulled toward? Yeah. Well, I'll definitely be sure to put those links in the description and you know, just in reflecting on our conversation, I loved how, you know, we talked about that piece where, yeah, sometimes when we experience these things and go through these things, you know, that battle with the logical mind, wanting to understand it. And I love, though, how you talked about, in a way, you know, when we talk about each one of us being intuitive, it's, it's almost like you are, you are taking a little bit of that. Oh, this is for the select chosen few gifted, you know? <laughs> and so I feel like the, my logical mind at least is like, Oh, okay. This is, this is digestible. This is something that I have access to. Well, you know, I'm curious about that. And you gave wonderful guidance on how people can connect the, with their guides and how they can help along that journey. And the last piece I want to ask you is for the listener out there who's still with us, that is very skeptical. What would be your what, words of wisdom that you would impart with them? Uh, for anyone that's still skeptical, give yourself time to be able to explore on your own. No one needs to know that you're exploring. This can be just something you do in your own time. And I think the thing that helped me the most in my skepticism is I would allow myself a small window of time to step into belief. And I would then allow myself to go back to the pattern that I was comfortable with. This is not a light switch. This is not like, okay, well, if I start this, then I have to be a believer. No, if you start this, it means for a little bit of time each day, 
by yourself even, you don't even have to share it with anyone, a little bit of time each day, you can explore how you're intuitively wired. And then you can always go back. It's a comfort thing. You have to honor your pace Mm. and you have to, but you also have to let yourself explore. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So good. Now, the last question I always like to ask on my podcast is, you know, being a human design reader, a big part of that is getting in touch with the heart. So I'd love to ask my guests, what is it you're presently working on, whether professionally or personally, that's really lighting you up in your life right now? So professionally, I'm I'm writing uh, my second book. So the first book was out I'm going to out myself here, 2011. It's taken me that long to get the courage to write the second one. Um, so that's a, that's not just something I'm doing for fun. That is definitely a thing that I'm stepping into and going, you can do this. Yeah. Um, and personally, I'm actually just stepping into another kind of phase of some, I've, I've moved to a quieter location. And as a result of being in a quieter location, not so much city, but but more peaceful, I'm feeling some of the old stuff kind of bubbling up that I was not paying ten- not paying attention to. And I was letting my distractions help me ignore that. And I'm stepping into a moment right now of, you know what, I'm going to take a look at these. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at them. They don't feel like they're going to follow through with me. I don't want to carry them forward in my life. And I would like to release these. And I believe that it's never, it's a journey. It's, there's no such thing as perfection in this lifetime. And you're going to go through waves where eventually, no matter how far you've gone intuitively or spiritually or anything, you will still have that moment where you're like, well, look at that bubble up. That's look at that trigger. I didn't know that was in there. All right. Now I need to work on it. So I'm actually stepping into that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. And and yeah, it's like behind every piece of that is is something on the other side that it, it feels so good. So yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. I'm so good. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Well, for our listeners, definitely check out the links in the show description. I hope that this has inspired you to look a little deeper into connecting with your intuition. And I love the guidance that was shared of sort of you know, taking a step back or defocusing a little bit and allowing your other senses, you know, to speak to you, just creating that pause or that space for something to come in to maybe communicate. Maybe it's one of your guides. Um, so definitely take that time. Like, like, wish, like it, was shared, you know, even if it's just five minutes while you're brushing your teeth. So Isabel, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you to our listeners. And until next time, have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.